Are we really though? Are we ready for this? Getting tabled. Getting tabled. Getting tabled. Getting tabled. Getting tabled. Getting tabled. With the Bruce, the Yang, and Captain Socks. Hello, future people, and welcome to episode 61, is it, Bruce? Somewhere around. Uh, off the top of my head, I think so. Yeah, I, th- I think it's episode 61 of Getting Tabled with your host, the Bruce. That'd be me. Only eight more episodes to the awesome one. Eight. Uh, and then over there, we got uh, Captain Socks, who's not homeless. He's not in a hotel room. He's in a house. Yep, got my house. Uh, got my room set up, so I'll kind of show that over the hobby time stuff. Kind of give you a tour of what I got set up, so... <laughs> That would be a great vlog. And behind the microphone over there, we have George. Hi. So in this episode, we're going to be going through the latest Games Workshop stuff, uh, where they're releasing Orcs in the wrong month. Um, We also have an announcement from AMG that we're going to go through, Atomic Mass Games. Uh, We're going to touch on some Malifaux stuff for the first time in probably 12 months. Uh, The latest from... Rumble Slam is coming out, and we finally get a view that we're allowed to show you of the Resistance Dread. Uh, we've got new halflings coming for Mantic. There's some bits for the Imperial Knights from Cromlech. And we're having a look at the latest from Dystopian Wars and a board game for the Goonies. Shall we get wait, into wait. the news? So, so Lewis is still letting us like share stuff like early even after you you were naughty? Uh-huh. I, I don't know what you're talking about. Uh-huh. Yes, this is officially shared <laughs> on the website. Uh, this thing. Newly received or noteworthy information, especially about recent or important events. All right. So it's we're starting off with... October. I know. It, I mean... The Orcs are getting a significant release, and this is really good. But why is it happening in September? Four weeks away, and it would have been October. October. They invented October. Everybody else stole it from them. It's the other way around to everything else. George has a friend. (laughs) Yes, but only because he feeds it. Yes. She hates me. Okay, so, obviously we're getting a new codex, and yay, codexes. Uh, I do like the art on this one, though, to be honest. Um, I've kind of been hit or miss with the Codex art lately, but I do like that image. It's a really nice image. Um, We've got very expensive dice and very expensive cards that you can question whether you need them or not. I I was about to start getting grumpy and complaining, but then I saw it said Collector's Edition, so I can't get as grumpy and complain as much because $80 for a book, it's a bit ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, but you're also looking at the Australian link and not the US link that I sent you. Uh, then why does it say delivering to United States on the top right? Wait, what? You sent us... You sent Holy us crap, you guys US. are getting ripped off massively. <laughs> no, 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 your prices are the Australian prices. Uh, I think Games Workshop have messed up. Uh, uh it's, both links say, uh, the US. 80 bucks. Oh, okay, nope, nope, that's mine then. I, don't I, don't see... I, did, I did link... The proper one. Oh, there's the okay, there we go. That looks better. No, your codex is $140 for the collector's edition. Who's getting screwed? Oh, uh, we always get screwed, though. That's normal. <laughs> so that's even uh-huh. worse. $140. Oh, yeah. God! <laughs> um, so, in the combat patrol box, we don't really have a lot of new stuff. 
we've got the new boys in there and a new hero that I can see. I'm pretty sure... Oh, well, they are the new Death Copters, but by saying new, it's actually the old ones that you've not been allowed to buy for a very long time. They finally remembered that they have them. Um, so that's actually part of this release for the first time outside of... Uh, what was the old starter set? Island of Blood? No, that's a Warhammer Fantasy one. It was Orcs versus something. Anyway, if for the first time outside of whatever that box set is, let us know in the comments. Uh, you can buy the Def Copters again. Uh, my friend David won't need any because he's got like 14 different copies of them from buying multiple sets over and over again. Which, to the point where he's bought them several times after he didn't need them anymore. I'm going to say, like, fielding them all like that, like all the different ones in a game, I think is the most accurate representation of an orc army. Yeah. Because nothing is going to look the same based off the way the orcs do their, their stuff. You know, you're going to have, you know... 12 orc copters they're all gonna look different though yeah like the resistance and drop zone exactly that's actually a good point um a couple of these things we've seen already we have seen zogrod i still like that mini though but that hair is not going to last three weeks uh it will all snap off uh the new beast boss might be my favorite of the actual new things um Oh, we've seen that before. Have we? Yeah. Well, I still like it. Uh, say, well, it looks like he's wearing Macklemore's coat. Well, someone. Yeah, I, I think, could say that. I think George said in an earlier episode it looked like he was it was tau armor or something was tau or I can't. Remember. Oh, yeah. You jogged. My, yeah, it looks like he, some of his armor bits are uh, reclaimed from tau. You look ah, like, yes, I do remember you saying older. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Boy, it's a good yeah. thing someone's got a good memory around here. Jeez. Uh, you know. <laughs> What's a memory? I don't know. Um, but yeah, look, it looks like it, it's the first decent release that the Orcs have had for a very long time. Uh, it's got to be at least six or seven years since they've had a significant actual release. The only weird thing is that they're not doing it during the event that they created. Yeah, that's... Because um, again, Cromlech didn't start that, to my knowledge. It was Games Workshop, and everybody else kind of caught on with it. Like, hey, that's As opposed a to Games idea. Workshop taking credit for everybody else's work. So I, I'm just going to go back here a little bit on that uh, combat, patrol, combat patrol box. Yeah, It's got like the, the mech, the three copters, and all the other stuff. I don't know if it's just because it is a good deal, but it's, it seems like the last few Games Workshop boxes have been just really good deals. Because you figure you got the boss in the middle, call it 30 bucks, so you're now at 110. The mech, and it's it's a dreadnought, so there's 40 bucks, so now you're down to, what, 70? Those copters, yeah. those got to be at least 50 for the three, so now you're down to 40. You got, what, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18 other middies for 40 bucks. That's that's pretty good in Games Workshop's terms. Yeah, it, it it's deliberately a good deal. I would I would argue, yeah. uh, twenty five minis and most of them are significant sized. Um, I definitely feel like it's a good deal. Whether they'll work out to be things that you want to use in the game is another question because I don't know that. Um, some of the combat patrol boxes have been very hit and miss on that regard. I know with the the Blood Angels one specifically. Uh, from a competitive standpoint, it was almost useless. Uh, you were better off buying almost anybody else's combat patrol box. Uh, but I'm not a competitive player, so I don't care. 
Yeah, I was going to say, um, if, if your only concern is competitive play, then you're in the hobby for the wrong reason, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah I'm just touching on because there's different reasons different people get into the hobby. Um, I There's very few people that would be playing Orcs for competitive, I suspect, unless they've really changed the Orcs significantly from every other edition they've ever existed in. Um, but no, I, I think this is, this is definitely a good thing. I really hope that they do a similar release size for the Eldar, but I'm not going to hold my breath. Um, because again, Eldar's the army that needs it probably more than the Orcs did. You, you, you definitely more than the Orcs did. You know what I would do if I was Games Workshop? What? I would announce that, you know, we're going to release new Eldar models at the beginning of April. And then April 1st be like, ha! April Fools! <laughs> I can only imagine how well that would go for them. Oh. Moving on. So... We're getting another mini extravaganza. They did this last year. Nah, um, it was this year. It was this year in that March time frame. Was it? Was oh, that... it feels like longer ago than that. No, it, it was March time frame because it was after AMG had announced their uh, Fantasy Flight Star Wars Legion Armada and X-Wing lines. So they're kind of going over what they're wanting. Um, but this one is scheduled the 9th through the 11th. So this weekend, um, they got a bunch of painting um, kind of demonstrations and whatnot. They've also got a couple of dev and design formats um, where they're talking about Hulkbuster, Miss Marvel, uh, X-Wing. They've got a couple of gameplays as well where they're showing off uh, some new Star Wars Legion stuff as well as uh, some new crisis response uh, for Crisis Protocol. But they also be showing off um, what's in store for Star Wars Legion moving forward. And speaking of the Star Wars stuff, going back to what we discussed a couple weeks ago uh, in my Star Wars Armada Legion fan base, they did come out and say, no, Star Wars Armada is not going to die. We just don't have any plans as of yet. So kind of a caveat yeah. as to what we were talking about two weeks ago. So that's good news Which for Which is an important fans. thing that they definitely needed to touch on. Yes. Because they had so, kind of left that vague. They did. They did. So I'm looking forward to it. I'm going to try and chime in on the Star Wars Legion stuff. So at Saturday, um, we'll see what happens. Yeah. So. I just want to. I just want to give props to whoever made this particular banner because they've called one of the segments "Tactical Rocks 101" and they're talking about bases. <laughs> that is just brilliant. You take one of the longest-running jokes in the hobby, and you're just going to run with it. And they have been—they have been accused of that as much as everybody else has. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, there is a point to that argument. I'm not going to say that there isn't. Uh, there is a reason that we joke about it all the time. Um, I'm not entirely sure that the actual hate companies get is really relevant, though. Um, it's going to be interesting to see that there's nothing on this that's kind of like hey, there's going to be new stuff announced, but we know that there is going to be new stuff announced here. Uh, there was last time. Yep. Um, for me, it's like stupid o'clock in the morning. Um, yeah. So I will not be able to be... Oh, actually, I'll be at work. I won't have finished yet. You'll be Sadly. at work at stupid o'clock in the morning. Well, because I'm on night shift this week for mm -hmm. the last time ever. That's why I said you'll be at work at stupid o'clock in the morning. Yeah. Um, That's what night shift really is. Yes. Yes. But it's going to... Oh, no. There we go. The next phase. So that's where we'll get our 
But it's going to be interesting to see what we actually see in this. Yeah. Um, and, and you can actually go back. They'll actually post links on this on their page. I think you're able to go back and watch stuff again. Yeah. So so for those of you that are in different time zones around the world, definitely look onto their sites if you play any of their games and they'll have um, the links up for it for a while. Regardless of whether you intend to watch this or not, I would probably still subscribe to their Twitch uh, it is actually a fairly active Twitch. They every week they're doing painting tutorials, mm -hmm. and uh, it's actually like a good chance to actually get to know the people behind the games. Uh, and they do respond to the chat and stuff. Um, unfortunately, it always seems to happen at a bad time of day for me. I think I've only ever been able to catch it like twice since this company was actually formed, uh, because I'm in a different part of the world, and that's just kind of the way it works. Um, but if you're someone that likes watching the painting tutorials and stuff, uh, you can actually see Will and Dallas actually painting and talking to the community. So definitely worth following. Moving on, Malifaux. So Malifaux is a game we kind of touch on here and there. Uh, it's a game that I fell in love with a long time ago, and I haven't been playing it for a long time, sadly. Every year they do these nightmare boxes, which is an alternate version of an existing set. This particular one uh, is called Deepest Depths, which is very Cthulhu-esque. Uh, it's an alternate Nakima box. So Nakima is normally demons and so forth. So it's still within the same sort of relevancy, uh, but it's all deep ones. They've kind of taken inspiration from their other game, The Other Side, and they've kind of given them a bit of a new lease on life and made them look like they belong in that world as much as they belong in this one. Well, it's the same world, but the models are very different. Oh, uh, I'm sorry. I'm... All I can see is the, the Sea Witch Ursula went on keto and then raided uh, Poseidon's closet and armory. That's what I was thinking, too. <laughs> I, I could see that. <laughs> I could, I, she got I could see that. Around there, tentacle, I mean, come on. She found yeah. Keto and then went shopping. Yeah, pretty much. The two eels yep. swimming around her and tried it. I hadn't even thought of that. That's actually a very good point. Uh, knowing what weird are like, I doubt that's accidental. Well, look at how they started out their, uh, the paragraph. Hey, weirdos. Oh, yes. Yeah, they're yeah, they're yeah. pandering to their audience. Come on. Yes. Um, no, but weird are very good at sneaking in pop culture references into their stuff. Oh. Um, yeah, I really like this. Uh, it's not going to be something I buy, but I really, really like this. Um, it's probably, it was one of their nightmare sets that actually got me into the game. They did an alternate of a different person and they basically did an Alice Cooper box, which was just all kinds of awesome. It was Alice Cooper slash a really creepy dark circus and... It's what got me in the game to begin with because I'm a huge Alice Cooper fan. Um, but yeah, I, I just I saw that and I was like, ooh, yeah, no, 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 no. Yeah, we're, we're talking about that. But moving on, there's this little small company called TT Combat. I don't know if you've ever heard of them. Never heard of them. We only mention them just about every single episode, so I don't know. No, yeah, but I'm sure that, no, definitely not. They have this guy that tries to pretend that he's a real person and he stole the name of one of the other guys that works there. And no, they no, changed no, no, it no, just no. a little bit. No, he didn't steal the guy. The other name is they. They they opened up a history book and they're like, "Hey, that's his name, Lewis Clark." Yeah. Oh my god, um, that's so cute. Which one? The little pink one. <laughs> it's so cute. 
Yeah. So we have actually looked at the Triassic 5 previously, but they're actually on for pre-order now. Um, and I think you said the same thing about the Amoeba looking thing last time. Amoeba? No. There's a night Colodal. It's a Colodal. Um, I, if anything, might even like this set more than I did originally. I love the fact that T-Rex, like, has really strong arms, even though they're still going to be completely useless. Uh, and I'm going to stand by what I said originally. I am 100% buying this at some point. Um, it's not going to be for a little bit, but I will definitely be buying this at some point. Um, very, very much in love with this. Um, very, very quickly, I just want to touch on one thing, which is that as part of this release, the original um, Cold Ones box is being redone. They've kind of redone the rules on that. So if you own that box, you might want to take a look at the community page on TT Combat. They've done the same thing with the Orcs and with the Humans and with the, well, I'm going to call them Dark Elves, but previously when they've got their expansion boxes as well. So you definitely want to be having a look at that. Also, and if you've ever wondered what John Cena would look like if he was like a character in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, there you go. Which one are you saying is John Cena? The Cenelian, John Cena, Chameleon, Can't See Me, Mutant Ninja Turtle kind of thing. Okay, yeah, yep, yep, I could see that. Yep, not yep. It was, it's a little hand, it's even doing the whole little whatever thing he would do. God, his face is not aging well, I gotta say. Oh, John Cena's? Yeah, he's starting to get that angry b old bulldog face look going. Okay. <laughs> I, I suspect that there might be a lot of women that disagree with you on that, but sure. Okay. We hinted at the rules for this, which have changed slightly since, but that's not why, um, some time ago. And I had mentioned during that chat that I had seen the mini, but I wasn't allowed to show you. Well, now we are finally allowed to look at what it's going to look like. So, this is another one of the kits that you can build up to look, to some extent, however you want. Uh, to the point where, in this particular kit, you can build it horizontally or on its side. In theory, you could build it vertically, but they don't recommend that. Um, because it probably won't end very well. But you can literally build this any way that you want. I'm not actually sure which way around I like more. Um, can you do I do diagonal? kind of like both. Yeah, I kind of like that uh, first you probably have to drill into things to do that. I kind of like that first picture where it's just the resin, uh, where it's kind of got the horizontal fins on the, on the vertical... Where it kind of breaks it up a little bit. Yeah. There's another one further down where it's all vertical. And mm -hmm. I do kind of like that as well, but I'm not sure which version I like more. It looks very PHR-ish on that one, that, at the very, that orange one that you were just talking about. I could see yeah. that, yeah. Uh, but I would argue that the fact that I can't decide which one I like more is probably a good thing. Uh, we do not have release dates for this yet. Only that it's coming very soon. It'll be released this decade. Definitely this decade. Um, moving on from TT Combo, Mantic are the other company that's making halflings right now. The first one being TT Combat, and when we looked at these, it was a very brief preview last time. Uh, I'm just going to open up the Mega Army because it has everything in there. Real quick, uh, Mantic, update your security certificate on your website, please. I'm going to agree, even though I didn't get that error. Oh, halfling Mega Army. Yeah. Oh, oh, and they've taken this really serious. Like everything in like all of these halflings are really, really serious. 
so so the halfway mega army right you got the blue part then you got that white part and that image there with the like the wooden metal like writing pig yeah that is that is so oh god he's got a stove in the back and he's cooking too he is he's a halfling and then he's using what's left of the flames to burn the people in front of him so amazing yeah uh it's called the halfling iron beast it's a little bit further down the page if you want to actually open it up and get a closer view. Uh, there's also a halfling that's riding a dog. That's a direct one that you can only buy from Mantic directly, though. And an engineer that looks like he's got a sniper rifle. Um, they've got a howitzer, which is just all kinds of cool. But my favourite is probably the grenadiers, which are the your weird-looking things with the wings on them that look like... Um, da Vinci made them. That halfling Calvary looks amazing. Yes, those are great. those are probably some of the best dog sculpts I've seen for for miniatures. I've touched on this a couple of times um, on podcasts and and other other videos. People have this opinion of Mantic. I think largely because it's how they started, where it's just because it's cheap, everything like looks cheap and nasty as well. But Mantic sculpts have been getting better for a very long time. And honestly, I think most of the people saying this stuff haven't looked at their website for a very long time. Mantic oh have some of the best stuff on the market now. Look some their, of. Look at their beta list army. Uh, they've got like a guy, almost look like a farmer riding some kind of a, pushing a huge monstrous spiked contraption that looks like the gears or those wheels are spinning towards the spikes. That looks kind of nasty to get impaled. Yeah. Out. He seems to have tamed an orc to push it for him. Yeah. Which is interesting. Wait, what? I am missing this, apparently. Bottom right. There hand. is a free item, which is actually the um, the beta list for the army. Um, and one of the pictures that they have, it's right at the very bottom oh, of the okay, main page. Okay, I see. Okay. It's a farmer riding an orc that's pushing a oh, death trap. Oh, yeah. Hey. Huh. Don't and it's the only way I can describe it. That is a death trap. <laughs> Yeah, um, yeah I'm not I think Mantic have outdone themselves with this stuff. Um, the fact that we have two legitimate halfling armies now, and they both feel completely different, but they still are very clearly halflings, I like. The TT combat ones are very silly and playful, which you would expect from a halfling army. These are very serious and gritty, um, which is different and something nice to see. So um, th there's an explanation to that, right? So the TT combat army is the start of the war, and the halflings are like, "Oh, this is gonna be fun. We're going to war. We're off to go to war." And this is Mantic. This is at the end of the war of like, "This sucks. Get that orc. Get that stupid thing, and start mowing people down. We're done." You can actually see a closer picture of it. Click on the uh, the top middle one, the halfling army. Aha! Uh -huh. And you can actually scroll down, and it says view gallery, and there's a bigger picture. of and, and that looks scarier from up close. I don't know if it's actually an orc. It might actually be a troll. From the close-up picture, it looks more like a troll. It, it looks kind of trollish. Yeah. It looks too all, big to be an orc. All I could tell you is the halfling on his back is Irish. Yeah. The red beard. <laughs> yeah. Um, and he's quite a harvester, apparently. Which makes sense. Because it vaguely resembles a harvester. And I mean vaguely in the strongest sense of the word, vaguely. Yeah. It looks like a harvester that's been mutilated and made worse. Yeah, I don't think it would actually crops, be very good. Harvest bodies. I don't think you would get many actual results that would be positive for your farm out of harvesting with that thing. But moving on from half from halflings, 
to some more alternative parts. And I'm going to kind of say that this is... So this is... It's an alternative for the Imperial Knight. Um, and it, it kind of feels um, steampunky to me. It's mechanical. Sort of. Yeah. Um, so um, I, I kind of like... I mean, you can definitely see what it is. But I like the fact that this is completely different. Sort of. So, so first of all, I'm going to say... Uh, companies that do these bit kits for for dreadnoughts and bigger type things for yeah. a specific type of army. Uh, I, I, I think they feel a great part of the market that Games Workshop isn't going to do. You know, no. Games Workshop says, you know, we're selling this kit for this. We're not going to do anything else. And, you know, I dropped some money on a 3D printing um, on a company to print off some uh, STL files that someone had made to make the Iron Wolf. And then I had to go buy an arm from a different company to you know, give it a proper, like, claw effect instead of, like, a little tiny claw. But I think something like this is great where it's just, like, what is that? 70 bucks, you know, and you can make your knight fit your army better. Because let's be honest, yeah. if you're going to drop $150 on a knight model, you're not going to get squeamish about dropping 70 bucks to make it fit the theme of your army either. No, I mean, it, it is a very large chunk of um, money. But at the same time... This is a huge chunk of resin too. Like, there's a lot of resin. Those knights yeah. are not small models. No, so that's what I'm saying. You know, that what are the kits? 150, 200 bucks now these days. Yeah, one of them's more than that over here. Okay, what are they? 150, 200 bucks in America? Something like that. <laughs> uh, I, I really like. I really yeah. like this kit. Yeah, uh, Imperial Crusader Knight kit is 157 bucks. Okay. So yeah. for another 70 bucks. You can take that knight, and instead of trying to paint it to look like it matches your army, you can put bits on it and then make it match your army with, with, with paint. Now, some of this you could probably do with things around the home. Like, the hoses and stuff wouldn't be that hard to create. But doing the cogs on the shoulders and everything else, I'm not entirely convinced it would be worth doing this yourself, except for that then you could brag that you did it yourself. Um, I actually think this, like the price of this is easily justifiable because I don't think it would be worth trying to make this yourself, assuming this is what you wanted to make. Much like that wolf one. I mean, could you have sculpted a wolf head? Yes, but are you going to? No. No, I couldn't have sculpted a wolf head. I couldn't. But yeah, big big fan of that. I, I think Cromlech have, again, outdone themselves. Yeah, I... Like uh, uh, was the one Libra Demonica is the one I, I got a, a Redemptor Dreadnought kit for Space Wolves that I need to go through and put on my uh, Dreadnought. But yes, I, mean, I saw that in the background of your video the other day. <laughs> no, that's the knight. No, you can't see the Dreadnought. Oh, okay. Um, but you know stuff like that. I mean, it's you know we Captain Socks is your hobby. Uh, your end of the hobby is it cheap? No, I know mine isn't, Bruce. No, yours isn't because you live in Australia and they like to extort you. So yes. I mean, <laughs> the, the the whole fact that you know there's companies out there doing this, I think, is absolutely great because it, it yeah. adds that you know. In Grand Games Workshop probably hates it when you show up with a heavily modded mini and they're like, uh, that's not. Our, you know, We'll make better stuff. Well, official rules are that you're allowed to customize things, even 3D print things, if you've sculpted them yourself. Um, but in saying that, if you were to turn up to a tournament with something that you had customized with bits that you'd purchased and they told you to leave, I doubt you'd ever walk back into that store again. And I suspect that you'd struggle to find a Games Workshop store manager that would actually uphold that rule 
Unless it was very clearly, look, this is not one of our kits. Um, because th- there is a line there that I think is reasonable. Yeah. But I mean, replacing the replacing the shoulder pads and stuff like that at night. Yeah, no, I, I think that would be fine. I'd be very surprised if anybody. It it comes down to the rule of cool for not all, but a lot of the managers I've found, um, because not everybody has awesome green stuff skills, and most I mean, like a lot of these kits, like you've said, are really really good. But if you was to turn up at a Games Workshop store with an Imperial Knight that you've just 3D printed, yeah, they're going to show you the door, and probably fair enough, too. Well, absolutely. No, I, I wouldn't disagree with that. No. Unless, again, you've sculpted it yourself, which nobody has. Actually, um, I'll, I'll have to find it, but some guy was actually making Imperial Warlord Titan. He was building it from scratch. Nice. Using, uh, uh, what is it, the, the, white, the white board stuff and... You know, other, you know, hobbying yep. materials. He was building it from scratch from the ground up. Despite because... popular opinion, Games Workshop rules still allow for that. You are still allowed to turn up to an official tournament with something that's completely scratch built. As long as they, they have not has... changed that. That is, the, I know that there's a lot of people out there saying that they have, and that's not true. They are still allowing that stuff. Well, the bases is where they're starting to get stingy on, too. Wow. Yeah. That's why they keep on changing their basing sizes. <laughs> Uh, yeah, moving on now. Uh, yeah. Scorpion Wars, have we talked about this before? We've talked about it a few times, but it's been a while. I, I think the last time we talked about this was when we had that giant Ice Maiden that I'm still tempted to get a copy of. Because yeah. it's that huge. Uh, so this is a new battle fleet for Hypatia? Hypatia. One or the other. Um, I think I, I like the really small ones. They're like submarines with drills in the front of them, which is just... Again, it's all kinds of cool. Otherwise, this is all sharp lines, and like you could definitely, you can definitely see the like the steampunky, or just the punky influences here. Um, Look at very this. different feeling from the rest. I, I really like the small ones. The other ones are kind of like, yeah, they're all right. But I really like the small ones. So, so like you're saying about the small ones. Um, I don't know if you've uh, read the Mortal Engine series. No. So one of the I know things, what it is. Yeah, one of the things he describes in it is it's called a limpet. It's a little. It's a submarine that attaches and has drills and stuff. And seeing those, that just the that's what I think those look like in the books. You know, it's, I think those look really cool. Um, Mortal Engines is the one where it's um where they're just, like walking cities and stuff, right? C- cities on tracks. Yeah. Yeah. Thought so. And it's and it's a steampunk. Uh, post-apocalyptic, you know, far-flung in the future. So the ones with the drills in the front are called a uh, Praxila. There is an option where you can build a different type called a Diogenes, which looks more traditional. You also have options for the actual larger ships as well. War Cradle continue to do some really nice stuff. I still haven't heard from anybody that's played the game, uh, but I still suspect that I will be trying it out at some point but i don't know when that will be there's also a new box for the crown uh this is a little bit more of a a simple one because it's just another expansion box uh where you're getting some more frigates and another cruiser so but you've got different options and stuff again i just know something that i'm going to point out yeah is this on the crown one or the other one the, the, the this one the crown one yeah uh, a lot of the uh the bow sculpture with the way the sides of the ship look and everything reminds me of the imperium of mankind cruisers from warhammer actually yeah i could say that but to be fair they were all based on old ships too 
Yeah, well, well, a lot of them. The, the cities being on the ships was not part of it, but yeah, there, there's a reason why there's a similarity there. Because the inspiration for them comes from vaguely the same area. What? Uh, but yeah. yeah, it'd be really interesting to see what people playing this game are saying about. I mean, I don't know. May, maybe I just I lo- don't look in the right part of the internet, but I've not heard or anything about anyone playing this. I, I haven't been mind. looking for opinions, but I've been wondering the same lately. Um, but in saying that, I think the fact that we've been fighting COVID might have a lot to do with that too. Yeah. Because there's still parts of the world that aren't playing games yet. Hi, I live in one of them. I was also going to tell you, Bruce, be careful about going on the internet and looking for opinions too. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Who loves the 80s? Because I don't think anything gets more 80s than this next story. If you grew up in the 80s and you have seen the Goonies, then you are a fan of the Goonies. And if you say that you're not a fan of the Goonies, you're lying. Because the Goonies is awesome, and you're not allowed to not like it. I just made my son watch it last weekend, so... <laughs> nice. Um, I, I Honestly, I think Goonies might be one of the best children's movies ever made. Like, I would say probably top three material. I, 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 I like it for the fact of, like, in this, in this era of don't hurt feelings, being politically correct, and all this other stuff, the Goonies is still in that, you know, there's nothing wrong with it. And you realize that sometimes some of the things that, you know, are being said, you, you know, you get blown out of proportion. Like, it's okay if your kid, you know, drops the S word every now and then or stuff like that. You know, it's... It, it, it Here's brings- the thing I like about the Goonies. The character that arguably probably should be the most offensive is the most lovable character in the entire film. Yeah, uh, and sloth. I'm talking about yeah. Sloth, yeah. yeah. Uh, you, you can argue whether it's Sloth or whether it's Data, but... Because that's a massive stereotype, but still, is both it? love data is a massive stereotype. When did you last watch the movie? <laughs> but it's it's about? basically his it's basically his character from Indiana Jones, but with gadgets. There's no difference there at all. Can we all talk um, about how, how tiny Sean Astin was in that movie? Yeah. <laughs> so no. Uh, so the the look at this board game. Uh, the Goonies escape from one eyed Willie's rich stuff. That skull and everything. It's so also Venture Brothers esque. Like mm-hmm. j- just the the this box art just says, "I am awesome. Pick me up. Take me home and play me." No confirmation whether this version of Chuck comes with the chicken box. Uh, that's something that's come out in recent years. Because and it's obvious. It's if you watch. A high quality version of the movie. You can actually see it. That during this, he was suffering with chickenpox, and because they were too afraid that he'd be taken off, his parents just never told anybody and told him not to say anything. But when he does the truffle shuffle, you can actually see it all over his body. He was very much not well at that point. Um, so this is a traditional board game. It's all card pieces. There's no minis here. Uh, but this, I mean, it's Goonies. But it, this looks like it might be a lot of fun. I don't know if we've ever had a Goonies board game. I mean, I'm sure we did, because it was a marketing powerhouse in its time. Uh, I remember a Goonies uh, video game for the Nintendo Entertainment System that was called Goonies 2, and everyone's like, there's a second Goonies movie? When was there a second Goonies movie? There was supposed to be a second Goonies movie for about the last 30 years, and it's officially never happening now. They because they will not, they will not do it without the original writer, and the original writer is retired. 
it was something that was going to happen for a very long time and got very, very close, and yeah, it's not happening, sadly. But I think it might be a good thing. It might be a good thing to leave that one. But I can't help but wonder what happens to Sloth. Um, so yeah, like this is just something small. It's just something a little bit fun. You can even download a copy of the rules. Um, apparently it's going to be on Amazon. So this should be very easy to find. Apparently these guys make dice. What's very Amazon? Random things. Amazon's this mega evil corporation that um, drives people to being broke forever. Oh, is this the guy that, that owns it? He makes uh, penis rockets? Uh, I believe so, yes. Uh, but but then he gets upset when he doesn't win contracts for things. Yeah. Um, aiming for the indie? Uh, sure. Do the thing, George. I'm trying to, but I have an update. Indie. There we go. Definition. Independent. Type. Slang word. Jargon. So, this week, Captain Sox is going to talk. Yes. So, uh, this one is called uh, 3D printable Star Wars Major. train, but you can actually use this for a lot of stuff. I actually got this uh, through one of my Facebook group pages, um, and I got all sorts of stuff. You can buy them in three different ways. You can buy them as painted, all the way painted up. You can just buy, buy them as they've come off the printer, or you can buy the, buy the STL files and print them yourself if you want to as well. So some pretty cool dioramas that you can build with all these, whether it's an ice planet from Hoth, Tatooine villages, to even Naboo. I mean, they've got all sorts of stuff. Uh, to crash vehicles, a wrecked ATST, ATAT. I mean, so. So I'm going to start with, I went and looked at the, uh, the, the paint holder. Yeah. First of all, that looks like a great piece of terrain that can hold a paint pot. Second, eight bucks painted, four fifty unpainted. Like, am I that cheap that I'm not gonna spend that four bucks and have it sent to me painted? I mean, I just <laughs> love the fact that it's legitimately a piece of terrain. Yeah, and like realistically, when you're finished with your paint pot, just glue the thing shut and then paint it the same color, and then there's a piece of terrain right there. Yeah, or you can get a container dice tower. I mean, so if you want to roll yep. the dice, in the yeah, that, tower, that dice tower is pretty dope, and it folds up, so it's kind of cool. So. Yeah, a bunch of fun stuff here um, that I'll probably be I've opened inside. up the Ice Planet stuff, and I'm looking like they've got trenches. Yeah. Um, yeah. You've uh, got the opening of the Rebel base. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking at the three-by-three three tables. And so uh, the Imperial Landing Facility, right? $305 painted. $305 for a three-foot-by-three-foot three gaming table that's already painted versus... How many? 198. 198 unpainted. Uh, three by that three is... is a very popular game size, but but correct me if I'm wrong. Th there's a game that's out there that's three by three that this would suit. Something about wars in space. Wars in space. And there's like legions of people within this game that fight against one another. Star Trek. It's almost like it's designed. No, 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 no. It was to do with a war. Star Wars. Uh, it'll come to me later. But it's Babylon it's... Five. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, okay, you're not wrong there, I suppose. It is a war. Um, it's almost like they've done that on purpose. Um, and there's a there's I don't know how long this has been existing for, but I suspect it's a while because there's a large amount of variety in here that you can buy. Yeah, I mean, if it was me, I don't know if I could resist the hot stuff. Yeah, I'm 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 liking that hot stuff. Um, Whoa! Which one are you looking at? So the ice plant three by three, by three table B, two hundred and five painted, unpainted is one hundred and sixty. So for forty dollars, forty dollars, you get it painted. Yeah. Pretty good. That's that's a deal right there, my like. How much of your time and materials are you going to spend? 
painting all that all that serene, uh, terrain and scenery. Yeah. Is it going to be less than forty dollars? There's a chance. No, that is re- some of the other ones I noticed it was like a hundred dollars price difference, which. You know, th- that's a toss of that point. It's like, do you have a hundred dollars to spend? Do you have forty dollars to spend? You absolutely have forty dollars to spend to get that sh- at your door paint- painted. That's that's a really good deal. Yeah, some of these are from pretty good deals. You buy a couple of small three by three table sets, and you've got half a table, and you can get some other scattered terrain or whatever lying around that you've made already have, and you'll have a nice three by six table, which is what you need for Legion. Um, I would say I like the fact that the wrecks are not just imperial stuff but there's rebel stuff as well they've got they've also got cold war stuff they've got the crash republic set or gunship sets yep. so they've got all sorts because wrecked got- wrecked imperial stuff is not unusual correct but wrecked of everything else really like because there should be a little bit of everything i like the fact that the, the imperial walker is probably my favorite of the lot uh, mm-hmm. because it's a crashed Imperial Walker. And I've actually played with that set, and it is good size. I've actually played with that in back end. Can we talk about the most important thing? Sure, what's the important thing? You can get the Ice Planet Ion Boob Cannon. <laughs> <laughs> Painted, it's $76. Unpainted, it's $58. Yeah. I'd get it... Un- no, no, I'm not going to say it. Never mind. <laughs> So it's just something I saw, uh, like I said, through my Facebook groups and a uh, great indie company out there that's just, like I said, combining SPF files if you wanted to and had your own printer and wanted to do it on oh. your own. Yeah, Can I just say how nice it is that somebody else actually did this for a change? Mm-hmm. Spot popular opinion, I'm not actually somebody that likes the sound of his own voice. <laughs> what? I mean, that even the works. Renaissance stuff looks pretty nice. Oh, yeah, this is... They've got a really, really good catalog here. So. Um, and yes, that Renaissance stuff. Um, can anybody say Carnivale? I mean, I know that it's not the right part of the world, but if you yeah. don't want to be in Venice, I mean, there's nothing that says that can't be right by the by the ocean. But yeah. Oh my goodness. Um, Legion terrain. Yeah, I you wish I have statues. one of your towers in the wrong section. There's a Legion tower of five stairs right in the middle of their Renaissance stuff. Yeah, where are those statues at, though? I want the statues. Those statues do look nice, and I wish they would have those, too. Yeah. In the main overview shot. Yeah, and then all on the web. That, that is disappointing. I um, that, yeah. Go to the ancient dark temple and look at those the first statues in that. Yeah, I did look at Oh, is that where they're from? No, these are different no, but statues. these are other ones. These ones are pretty cool, too. Oh... Right? Oh. You could use those in any setting. It would look really good in a setting that has like 40,000 giant hammers in it. It would be perfect for a setting with 40,000 giant hammers. 40,000 giant hammers. 40k. Oh. <laughs> it was just... not that vague! <laughs> I thought that was fairly obvious where I was oh. going with that one. It's a warhammer. It's a giant hammer. Where are those other... Where are the in the other comments, pressures? everybody tell either George how dense he is or me how bad the joke was. One or the other. Yes. Well, the the suspect opinion will go one way or the other. Got the joke. Yes. <laughs> the answer is yes. All right. So, that being said, shall we move into hobby? Hobby. Dream. Blue. Prime. Paint. App. Major socks. So we will see, eventually stop doing that. That's okay. I won't. No, no, he won't. George won't. Never. As you can see, uh, I got my room. Uh, you guys have already seen the shelves, but 
for the fan base, I got three shelves sitting up there with all Lego space stuff, whether it's the shuttle, Saturn V, and the space station. But then right behind me, I've got a two three-foot-by-six-foot tables that will become, right now it's set up with access knowledge that me and my two oldest boys are playing, um, the entire world, actually. They liked Pacific Edition enough that I, we pulled out the entire world, so that will be on there for a while. Um, off to my left here, or right, I got a couple of shelves full of games, so... Definitely going to be the hobby town life in the next two to three years while I'm here. And I'm hoping to get into my backlog of painting here soon now that i got everything unpacked. Um, so that's been my hobby time. Is, is, it true that, is it true that while you were homeless, you squandered your resources and spent a bunch of money on Lego and stuff trying to acquire housing? We, we had our house was uh, on delay for <laughs> <laughs> due to construction. So, yeah, in a sense. I actually had the Saturn V before we moved, but I did pick up the space station and the shuttle one. Just, just he's not. Happy. He's not saying that he didn't do it. <laughs> All that I have left, you can see, there's a missing space there on the shelf next to the space station. So, how many months the, did your kids have to go without food so that you could own that Lego? Zero. Once I get the uh, lunar lander set, that's where it will go up next to the space station. So I'm excited. What? Like I said, I'm get, I'm getting excited to get back into my backlog of painting that I haven't been able to do for a few months while it's been sitting in boxes. You have a you have a backlog of painting? I do. What's that like? I don't know. That, that's that that's so unusual with people in the hobby. I know, and I've got about I mean, four. Everything I own is very clearly painted. It's definitely not sitting right over there untouched. <laughs> you know, uh, see, look, 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 see, it has paint on it. It's not unpainted. I'm still waiting on my paints to arrive. <laughs> Did you get some of the two, two thin coats? No, that's not out yet. Was oh, it not out yet? No, it's work in progress. But to be honest, I doubt I'm going to touch it. Yeah. Well, I, I don't need another brand of paint to be accessed. Unless you don't need to put on two thin coats. It's going to depend. It's going to be interesting to see what that actually turns out to be. <laughs> we'll see. George, I know what you've been up to, but why don't you tell the people what you've been up to? Uh, I've been up to things. Uh, if, if you follow us closely, you know what I've been up to. If you don't follow us closely, uh, today, uh, Sunday the 5th, uh, the part 5 of my unboxing series of my Kickstarter of Ankh, Gods of Egypt, just went public today. Um, I recorded a walkthrough, kind of like a quick overview. Uh, it, it's I, I focused less on what what the minis were and what you use the the you know the minis for. I guess is the best way to put it. So um, it's a very interesting game. It's it's about what I thought it was, but there's a couple of interesting little twists. Like at turn four, if something you know, or at the fourth conflict, not turn four, the fourth conflict, if no one has advanced to this position, all the gods die and Egypt becomes a uh, you know, atheist. Interesting, yeah. Um, and then there's another part, uh, conflict where the two lowest players combine their resources and become a merged god to play the rest of the game. Hmm. Okay, I kind of like that. So, yeah, there, I'm there's, guessing there's, these are optional things. No, no, no. That's not optional. Okay. So, uh, the, the, the only time the Merge God thing doesn't happen in, is in a two-player game. Um, there, there's some other... So, the game is based on scenarios. Uh, there's two, three, four, and five-player scenarios. Some scenarios are only two-player. Some scenarios are only five-player. Some are three and four. Some are all... It's There's a, there's a lot to the game. Um, 
and the 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 video that just went public today uh, was all the Kickstarter exclusive stuff that you don't need to play the game. It just makes the game really really cool in my opinion because you know what's what's better than like a little cardboard token representing a pyramid well an actual little pyramid so yeah that that's 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 what uh uh went went live today was you know me talking about that stuff um the the i'd I'd say i can't it's been so long i can't remember what i paid for everything but just based off the way the kickstarter worked where if you did the base pledge and you get all the exclusives, I think it was a hundred bucks. So you get like the main game box and then all the exclusive stuff box. That's well worth a hundred bucks right there in my opinion. That's fifty bucks a box. So um, I'm I'm very excited. Uh, I I sent out uh, a message to a couple of the local guys that were down with the idea of getting together, playing the game, and recording it for y'all to watch nice. and, and check it out. Um, which I also figured out how to set up my camera rig to do that. It is more complicated than you thought it would be, but it looks cool. Congrats <laughs> for that. Um, somebody that's done that recently. And then um, I, I took the plunge. I spent $6 on Warhammer Plus. Yes. Now, give us your thoughts on Warhammer Plus so far. So, so, so far, the only thing I've really watched, uh, and I'm pulling it up right now so I can talk about it intelligently without sticking my foot in my mouth. Um, there are two episodes of Angels of Death. Yeah, that that's, is the, all blood, that's the Blood Angels one, right? Yes, that is all I've watched is those two episodes. And uh, I'm okay with the $6 I've spent to just see those two episodes. Okay. Um, the, the, the way they're done, it's very unique. Everything is black and white, ex, you know, grayscale, except for what's red. And that's just, yeah. you know, very red. And it's just... His original stuff was very much like that as well. Yeah, so it, it, it's very it's very striking. You, you have to watch it, you know, to see what's going on because it's not just, you know, this big grand thing. It's very subtle. It's very well done. Um, well, I, like I said, just for those two episodes, I'm okay with the six bucks. Even though, you know, like, I'm getting the mini at the end of about 12 months. I'm also watching these episodes. Pfft, I'm happy. Um, there's another one that's a, like a full-on animated series. I've started to watch it a couple times and gotten distracted. Um, so far, it looks pretty good. Um, I can tell you that they've been accused of stealing somebody's music once already. What? Ooh. Yeah. Um, the other thing, um, if you've listened to any of the Games Workshop audiobooks, yep. uh, one of the, the main voices in The Angels of Death is that same uh, reader for the audiobooks. And his voice is perfect for this, you know, futuristic gothic setting. It is, it is so perfect. Um, it's, it's like that's what his voice was made for. So um, if you haven't taken the plunge, I'd say go ahead and take the plunge because if you figure, you know, if you divide, you know, your 12 months out, you get a mini and then you spend 30 bucks a year to watch some animated Warhammer painting tutorials, stuff like that. So far, I'm not upset. Uh, the price point, I think, is good. And what, what people are getting so far, I think, is good. I have not taken the plunge on that uh, and probably won't be anytime soon. Um, but I do have one concern, and I don't know if you've noticed or not, but nobody that's worked on anything has got any credit whatsoever for any of their work. There's no credits on any of the stuff at all, not even under the More Info tab, huh. reportedly, which I find not unusual because Games Workshop have been shocking for that lately, but the artists that's worked on anything, the animators that's worked on anything, the voice actors... 
the people that send them, nobody has gotten any credit for anything. It just says Games Workshop. Oh, also, um, also, the AirPlay function of the app doesn't work, so I can't AirPlay it to my TV. And then, so here's a little funny little thing, right? So you see it, right? I flip it upside down. Oh, it flipped up. It flipped up. It, it used to not flip. They must have just pushed it up. There, there have been reports that there's been a lot of bugs, but yeah, yeah. Uh, I didn't. I don't usually mention things like bugs with things like that because it's probably the least of an issue. Like they're not an IT company, so. Uh, and to be fair, everything that they've ever released app-wise has always been full of bugs. <laughs> so. Um. Yeah, it's kind of like I'm not. No, no, I'm not subscribed, they're, they're and I'm not going to. At the end, they're crediting they? at the end. Oh, yeah. okay, that's wrong then. Interesting. They might have fixed that because well, they okay, weren't. So Angel, they weren't crediting at some point. Angels of Death was crediting. Um, they'd also like to mention no server, server, servo skulls were harmed in the making of that episode. <laughs> um, but yeah, I just thought it was worth touching on because yeah, that's what's been reported. Um, they must have finally fixed that. Fix the airplane, and I'll be pretty happy because then I can throw it up on my, you know, massive, gigantic TV and, like, you know, have it going on the TV while I'm in the kitchen or whatever instead of having to stare at my phone or iPad. Yeah. Once things are out and you can binge, that's probably the point where I'll consider it um, because that's when it's probably going to actually have some value for me personally um, as someone that... I mean, the minis are gorgeous, but I don't want either of them. Yeah. Um... I, and I, for I, me, I, at least at this point, I don't feel there's enough content to justify my eight or nine dollars a month, whatever it works out to be. Yeah, uh, I, I I signed up for the 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 Vindicar Assassin, and I also look. I think at almost this, everybody did. Yeah, um, I, I look at it this way though too. I'm spending six dollars a month. What are other things that I can waste six dollars a month on? Uh, I can go get a coffee. Um, oh I no, buy, I'm not. I'm not. I'm just I, talking about me personally. Yeah, I can go buy a snack. I'm at not a movie saying theater. it's not worth the six dollars. Yeah. So I, I, mean, I just said a snack at a movie theater, not go to the movies. Just a snack at a movie theater. <laughs> yeah. It's not much. So, there's not. There's not much on it yet, though. That's that's the only thing I'm concerned about. So, and and here's why I think they're doing the whole like you know subscribe for twelve months, you know, and whatnot, and get the mini. I think they're doing that to get people to spend the six dollars a month to get all the access to the 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 books and content and stuff like that, and then you know make up the difference of they don't have content yet. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting to see how that develops. So personally, I have started to paint one of my bot war stuff. Um, he's very much like a bluey green with some, sorry, teal, I guess, uh, with some pink accents and it currently looks white, but it's supposed to be gray. I'm going to darken that up a bit. Uh, but that's the only thing I've touched on my bot war stuff so far, unfortunately, because the paints that I want to use haven't arrived, because Australia Post have been holding them hostage for two weeks. I could have walked to Sydney and back by now, on foot, Australia Post. Uh, Australia Post are shut at the moment, so that they can catch up with their backlog. That's how bad the postage system in our country is right now. Which, They've had which, to close to get, their, uh, to get their job done. Create more backlog. Yeah, well... Yeah, that, that, they, that is something I had thought of as well. But, but I think but what they've done is like they've taken a rock in a hard place and they've... that They probably haven't had a lot of choice but to make this decision. They did announce it prior to um, doing it as well. So what's actually happened is that they haven't collected any 
further postage items from any online sellers, which is what's taking up most of the problems. So the backlog is going to all arrive at once when everybody delivers stuff. So I'm currently taking bets. Do you think I'll have my paints by end of business Monday when Australia Post are back open again? Because I don't think I will. Tomorrow. Uh, and if I do, and you predicted that you do, then you get to tell me you're wrong, that I was wrong. There's no actual bet there. Do, 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 you're saying getting your paints tomorrow? Is that what you're... Yes. Um, I don't think it's going to happen. I, I, I think uh, I won't get them until after I make a formal complaint about it at the end of business tomorrow. Oh, yeah. wait. No, today's Monday. No, today. Look at that. We've got you thinking like you you know you live in the Northern Hemisphere in the past. I think Who's quite regularly. Just because you don't think about things, George, doesn't mean the rest of the world isn't capable of it. Hey, hey just because I was day drinking at 2 o'clock this afternoon doesn't mean anything. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I've I've been getting some hobby done, not a lot, because work has kind of been lovely lately, uh, and very physically and mentally exhausting. So I haven't had a lot to put in. It's one of the reasons why I'm looking forward to this change. Uh, speaking of, I might actually announce address that very quickly on the podcast. I've mentioned a few times how frustrating my work can be. Not that I don't appreciate my work or enjoy aspects of it, but it's shift work. And it's kind of very random in the way that our roster is done because it's not done very well. Which is, uh, our but, is a little off sometimes. Yes, it, it, it makes the recording of these difficult sometimes because we don't know when I'm working. But as of the 27th or 26th, whatever is the Monday, I will be starting a new role within the hospital doing the same sort of thing but for another department. And it means that it's going to be daytime hours. 9 till 5.30, uh, Monday to Friday. So I will have regular days off. I will have regular hours. So when things come out of lockdown again, I will actually be able to start playing regular games and having regular catch-up sessions with my friends. Uh, I'm actually going to be able to have a life for the first time in four years. You have to have friends in order to ha you know hang out with them first, Bruce. Well, I know, but I will work on that next. You you could start paying people to be your friend again. No, well, I actually I actually have people that live within actual distance of me. I, I'm not three planets away from the next human being, so I, I I actually do have friends. I know that you don't know what it's like to be around people, but the rest of us actually have people that live around us or within distance of us. We don't you... live in fictional places that don't exist. Have you read the news lately? I enjoy not being around people right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, game talk. Game talk. Talk nerdy to me. I almost pushed the wrong button. That would have been good. All right. One of the so jobs I have, and I can't do it. No. <laughs> I have stuck with Drop Zone because we spent a couple of weeks talking about Drop Fleet, so I thought it was only fair. And today we are going to discuss the PHR HQ. I was going to try and do both, but I think we're running a little over time, so we'll just stick with the PHR. Um, I will start with the Hera Command Walker. So first things first, it's not the Love most gorgeous me. thing, but it is a very nice looking mini. The next one we're going to discuss is probably the best looking mini in the entire PHR army, I think. So, the Hera Command Walker moves six inches. It has active countermeasures energy plus three. Evasion plus three, so it has also oh, okay. yep. countermeasures. They have two different things saying E. George, you're still not loading. 
Um, it's got an armor value of 14, damage of 3. It's a walker, obviously. Uh, it is special. It's both rapid and insertion 8 inches. That's what she said. That That's exact. Uh, sorry, sorry. Rapid insertion 8 inches. <laughs> <laughs> Lewis, who's writing stuff for you over there? Oh, I, I, I can't help but wonder if that's deliberate. <laughs> um, okay. Light Railgun Pair. So there's obviously two of these. Uh, move and fire for 12 inches. Its arc is front and side. Its range full is infinite. Its range countermeasured... Countermeasured? Yeah. yeah. It's 24 inches. So this thing's got a damn good range on it. Yeah. Uh, it's got two shots. Accuracy of 2 plus. Energy 10. But it's not a special weapon. Thrusters. When making a move action on a turn that it hasn't disembarked, this unit may move 18 inches, ignoring scenery pieces up to 8 inches high. Enemy anti-air weapons may choose to react fire against the Hera when it does this, countering it, sorry, counting it as an aircraft with armor 11. Uh, neural uplink network. If a unit from this squad has command mounted... So it has a commander mounted. The highest level commander is used by every unit in the squad. That means command value and influence can be measured from any unit in the squadron. And if one unit is destroyed, the commander is counted as being in the other unit. Because you, you can't have two of these in the squad for 80 points apiece. So that is kind of nice. Yeah, this, this is... I, I know it's kind of the, the simple one. Oh, no, sorry, the Proteus is the same. I really like this. Mm -hmm. uh, but, Captain Sox, would you like to talk about the best-looking miniature in their entire PHR range? Well, this is... Well, ground range. This is one of four Scorpion Walkers that they have um, in total. This is the Nemesis Control Scorpion, uh, which is their command unit, Scorpion. Um, for 175 points, squad size of one, obvious reasons. I mean, it's this thing's a beast. Uh, four inch move, countermeasure is active, has an armor of 14, damage uh, is eight. It's a walker and it's also a large unit. Um, I actually have one of their Scorpio walkers and they are pretty large. Um, I'll have to show it. Um, weapon wise, it has the Nemesis walk or laser. Move and fire value for all their weapons is hash, so it can move it's four inches and still shoot. Front and side arc for the Nemesis, uh, infinite range full and infinite range counter, so don't get in front of it, even across the board. Uh, one shot, energy 12, accuracy 2 plus. It can be articulated, which means you can shoot this up and over a wall, so you can have this behind a larger piece of terrain and still shoot around it. Um, and then it has Devastator 2 for vehicles, so very, very good against vehicles. And then it has a couple of light rail guns, uh, front side left, front side right for both of those. Infinite range for uh, full, uh, and then countered is 24 inches. One shot each on both of those, 2 plus accuracy and Energy 10. So this thing is a, a beast. Um, so very, very nice looking whooping on the back. I mean, I do like, I do agree with you, Bruce. The, the Scorpion Walkers are probably my favorite of the uh, PHR units themselves. Yeah. Uh, George, are you loaded or no? I, I used Firefox, so I was able to get it to load. So, uh, Lewis, something's going on with the, the Builder in Chrome in the US. I'm using Chrome, so I'm not sure. Works for me. It's just okay. George. Uh, apparently, I'm having problems. Oh, I have Mac Chrome, not, you know, Windows Chrome. <laughs> yeah. Yes, they are it's different. probably know that. Yeah. Uh, Proteus. Get a real Google. computer. <laughs> 
How about I get a computer that was made this decade? That might be a good start. <laughs> so, the Proteus. The Proteus Mobile Command Post. Uh, it is 75 points. It is a squad size of 1. It has a move of 16 inches. CM is A. Armor is 12. Damage is 3. Type is aircraft. It's not special. <laughs> I didn't have any weapons. No. no weapons, but has it, a... I am reading it. Sorry, George, go. <laughs> Mine. <laughs> it has an EM disruption field generator. Enemy weapons have a plus two accuracy penalty if they target a unit within six inch, inches of a unit in this squad. Enemy units can be affected by multiple instances of this rule if their target is in range of multiple squads. Compa command post. When this unit is landed, increase the command radius by six inches. Disruption overcharge. If this unit is landed, it may be it may be used it may use one of its actions to activate a disruption overcharge. Pick an enemy unit within line of sight and roll one dice. On a two plus, that unit squad suffers a two plus accuracy penalty to all of its weapons until the end of the round. Oh, oh, I it suddenly don't know which guns. one I prefer now. It's heavy guns, but the EM disruptor is pretty nice because you're giving your your units. A better chance of not getting hit if they're within six inches. And actually, if you slow down, there's another unit, which is the Erebos uh, EM Walkers, which you can have another squad. So let's say if you have other units nearby, so you put along with an Erebos uh, Walker, and you're pretty much mobile disruption generators across your army. Um, but that disruption overcharge is pretty nice too. I just want to quickly say, because I don't think I actually said it when I was talking about the Hera, that's 80 points. Um yeah. As opposed to this, which was 75. Um, I don't know why I'm surprised, but once again, I think all three of these are valid options. Um, so, but for very, very different reasons. That The EMP field is amazing. What were you gonna so say? I was going to say the Proteus, I think, is probably the superior choice for, for a couple of reasons. Okay, sure, the Hera has got a couple of special rules. It's a walker unit. It has a move of six. The the Nemesis is 175 points. It has a big gun. It has nothing special. The Proteus can jack with your opponent's strategy hardcore. You can go spend a bunch of points and get way more walkers. You can go spend uh, 175 points and get a Hades walker that's not a command. You can get a Bella, you know, you can get another walker that's 10 points more. You can get more units, you know, over the, the, the control scorpion. You can get other units, you know, the Hera, sure, it's got some stuff. That Proteus, though, I mean, make it so that, you know, your opponent has to, you know, get two additional on a result in order to hit your stuff. Oh, and one of those abilities, you have to roll anything but a one. Bruce, yeah. Bruce, how often do you roll above a one at least? How often can you get at least a two? Yeah, I, I just mean, roll garbage. It's not always ones. Yeah, no, I'm just, but I'm saying, you know, like a two up. Yeah. If you can't roll a two up, I, I, I pity you. But to have that ability to be able to go off on Well, a we've discussed that tournament more than once, and it couldn't happen during that tournament. <laughs> So, so for me, I think the Proteus is is the easy choice because from what I've noticed with the PHR, it's not so much about who's got the biggest gun with the the PHR. It's it's how you use the tools the PHR have. And to be yeah. that, that that Proteus, that is a hell of a good tool. Oh yeah, that's it's very true. Yeah. As a, as a PHR player myself, you're absolutely right, George. The PHR. He said I was right. He said I was right. <laughs> The PHR are very, very slow. Um, yes, they can move and fire. Oh, because I need you to take that back. 
You can't feed his ego like that. I know. I'm sorry. Sorry, George. The PHR are very, very slow. Um, in version one, they they have the slowest um, drop ships um, in the game, and so a lot of PHR players are like, "What? Well, yeah, we got heavy units, heavy armor, just like in drop fleet." Um, but they've increased the uh, movement speed on the drop ships, which, which are nice, and some of the walkers have increased. But uh, yeah, that Proteus is being able to shield your your units with that two plus accuracy penalty is very, very nice. Um, especially when a lot of your units only have one or two um, for most of your walkers. Uh, well, I need to make a correction on one thing that I said earlier, by the way, but to finish what you were saying first, George. I was going to say, you know, UCM and Scourge, you know, a two-up accuracy penalty is going to hurt you really bad. I think a lot of the Shaltari stuff, it's it's bad, but not not quite as bad what it could be for uh, Scourge and uh, UCM. Yeah. The thing I was going to correct myself on was the best-looking mini in that army, and I need to take that comment back. Uh, it's definitely the best-looking walker in the game, uh, but I forgot that the Medusa exists, uh, which is the best mini in the entire game, full stop. Uh, therefore, um, I, I cannot. Go down to the exotic stuff, George, and you'll see what I mean. Oh, no, I, I already looked at her, yeah. I was, I was wondering, what the heck is that? She's uh, they're all nanobots. That just rip you to shreds, and can she can then heal others if she wants. It's just gorgeous. I have one. She is a beast. Um, otherwise, upcoming events. At the apex of All right. People watching the vod the video thing get a very sneak quick preview of our run sheet. Okay, so the Dropfleet Commander community are running another competition. This time it's a space station building competition. Uh, you need to enter before the 16th of September if you're going to enter. You need to show off what you're building. It needs to be... This has to be something that you build during the competition. It can't be something that you've already started. Uh, the final submission is the 16th of October, so you have a month to get this done. Uh, Gen Con is still coming up, 16th till the 19th of September. That's insanely close now. Like, really insanely close. Weeks. Weeks this um, is coming up again, 14th till the 17th of October. Um... They didn't get cancelled. Why did I have to be cancelled, Pax? I know you didn't have a choice, but I'm upset. Uh, 14th to the 17th of October. Um, I'm going to just spell this because it's a foreign word for most of us and you will probably spell it wrong. If you're in that area of the world, S-P-I-E-L hyphen... I'm pausing for a second because I'm wondering if Michelle has typed that wrong. No, he hasn't. No. Uh, hyphen M-E-S-S-E dot -S -S -E com. I had, a, I had doubts for a second because the website has an M and there's no M in the name. And I was like, uh, is that right? So. So I was right. Bruce doubted Michelle. What's going on? No more ego boosting for you. Hey. No, I've, anybody, I've anybody is capable of a typing error. Yes. No, I've heard of Spiel. It's actually... Um, We've discussed in, it previously, yeah. Not just that, but uh, after working in a board game store, it's actually a, a company where a lot of go to to try and get their... Spiel will hand out board game of the year. And so you'll actually see them on like Catan. Yeah. Um, um, so if you ever see a little it is big. award symbol that says Spiel in it, that's because they got a, that award at that year. So this is actually kind of like Gen Con in a sense. Mm. Um, it's that big of a show. And that's big deal. I would say more towards the board game side of and some of the others hey we discussed an episode a board game this episode we have and time and time again 
Um, no, no award though. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hey, Bruce! I forgot to mention this before before we get into this. Do you know what happens in nine days my time, eight days your time? Uh, the the question of whether I'll turn out to be a hypocrite will be answered or not. Yes. <laughs> if you don't know what we're referring to, we'll talk about it next episode. We will talk about that next episode because it'll, it'll be live by then or nearly. Yes, live and it'll then. be in the news, and I probably yes. will have answered the question for myself at that point. <laughs> <laughs> Justin, if you're listening, yes, I know it's Simon. Yes, I know what you think of Simon, and you know that my opinion of Simon is even worse than yours is, but it's still possibly happening. If you like uh, what we do, sense? please like and subscribe and share and all of the usual things. Uh, if you're on YouTube, then you get to see the video version of this a week after our Patreons do. But if you would like to watch the video version of this um, the day that the audio version is uploaded, then consider supporting us on Patreon for $2 a month. You also get early access to 80% of the videos that we upload, or more than that. Um... If you'd like to follow us on social media, facebook.com slash getting tabled. Alternatively, Twitter is at getting tabled. Instagram is at getting tabled. If you haven't subscribed to us on YouTube, search for getting tabled on YouTube. We are the first goodness knows how many uh, responses at this point. Uh, We'd like to try and start pushing towards a thousand. We're nowhere near that at this point. Uh, We are getting very close to a hundred at this point, thanks to some followers recently. Uh, but we'd like to start making an actual push to try and get towards that those significant numbers if we can. Uh, if you have something that you want us to talk about, then reach out to us, gettingtabled at gmail.com. I was going to look. Oh, do the thing. I will do the thing. I was, I was looking at something real quick, though. Um, we are currently at 86 subscribers. So, yes, we are, we are getting close to that door of uh, 100. So... Thank you to all those who have clicked like and subscribe uh, on that channel. Now I'll do this thing. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. For listening to Getting Table. Music used in this podcast was created by Eric Mataris at soundimage.org.